When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Talking City podcast for the Manchester Evening News. I'm Rich Fay, and I'm delighted to be joined by Tyrone Marshall. Hello. And by his number two, his assistant today, Simon Bykowski. Hello. You got my name right today, Rich. Yeah. I think sometimes I've just got to not think about it. Yeah, Throw yourself yeah. into the deep end. It, yeah. Because when the pressure comes, if I tried to sit again, I wouldn't get right. I'm not going to try to sit again. I don't care what the listeners are saying at home. It's, it can't happen. Right. I know we get a lot of a mail in when, uh, when you Flooded. don't say it right. Yeah. Yeah. Inundated. I have apologised to the whole community. And to mm. your family, I've written them a formal letter saying I do apologise <laughs> for my mispronunciations. But I used to have a speech therapy as a kid I can't help it that's who I am anyway on to the football Tyrone what was your speech therapy for I couldn't say R's which is quite neither difficult neither could I it's difficult when your name begins with an R yeah which fake yeah I guess yeah. so yeah no I say which which fake which fake that fake that fake which is very problematic and I've, I've I never think I actually got it conquered properly right feels um, like welcome. this is a live therapy session yeah um, thank you for <laughs> listeners for stay, staying by me in this difficult time but we will get on to the football it was less difficult for City at the weekend another win Tyrone you had the pleasure of being there I did, I did. and was it a pleasure for you do you enjoy it it's sort of a run of the mill win for City uh, it's always a, always a pleasure being at Premier League football no matter where it is and uh, it was um, it was a lot warmer than expected as well it was, it was relatively mild considering what, the, what Celsius are we talking I mean it was only three or four but the, the sort of doomsday scenario yeah. with the forecast suggested it was especially when you go as high as Huddersfield I was expecting to encounter snow and ice and Need Every, all the yeah. thermals and the hats and things like that, but it wasn't that bad. So you just had your vest then, just just my vest and shorts, <laughs> mate, and it was it was absolutely fine. Yeah, it's um, absolutely fine. So you didn't go to the game this weekend, though, did you? Do anything else? Uh, I went. I went for a nice walk. Whereabouts? Yeah. Um, Wessenden Head Reservoir. Big shout out Blakely to Reservoir. No, Butterley Res. It was uh, many reservoirs. Ooh. Is this Lancashire or Yorkshire? Four in one. Um, sort of. West Yorkshire, West Yorkshire, Marsden would hmm. be the closest town. Okay. Uh, but I, I did, of course, watch the game. Okay, so you know, our worldwide listeners, w- well up so to date. <laughs> uh, even if you listen worldwide, I live here and I've got no idea of any of the places <laughs> I just said. But we've done, we, this podcast we've been on for so long and there's been so little football content. So <laughs> we will try and get onto that now. Three uh, 0 wins. Uh, Yes. For, for City um, it had maybe the potential banana skin you always get those sort of cliches of a team without a manager you never mm-hmm. know they could up their performance they could have a point to prove but City they did what was needed of them and it was a professional win and the type of win that, that a team near the top end needs to do really yeah I mean on paper it was going to be City's easiest game of the season because Huddersfield have just lost you know their, their talismanic manager and they've got 11 points this season <laughs> and to be honest they're pretty hopeless so on paper it was going to be easy but games aren't played on paper and I think the events of Saturday made it a little bit trickier as well these are in a close title race these kind of weekends can often be quite critical you know when at half time of the Liverpool game I mean City were training during that game but at half time you're thinking this could be our weekend and then Liverpool somehow 
escape with three points and it's pressure onto City the next day and no matter what the fixture that can add a bit of a bit of pressure and a bit of nerves to it so they just needed to survive this weekend and, and that's what they did they were unconvincing especially first half had a good 10-15 minute spell after the break and, and that was job done and you got the impression that we could still be playing now and Huddersfield, Huddersfield wouldn't have scored so it was um, in the end it was pretty routine stuff yeah as Ty said the site was a game that maybe took a, it took a little while to get going but City fans will just gloss over it as another win and I guess that's the credit to City that they were so professional not getting derailed and still persevering but yeah and I think that sort of two goal spell early in the second half showed you know the the strength of this team that they can not play that well and put you out of sight with just quality moves I mean that was the whole game against Burton they didn't play well but when they click they're capable of a move that can beat any any defence so it yeah I mean I put it right surviving you, you just have to keep in it we in the media like to make big things out of head to head and Liverpool you know would it been a a big turning point title blow yeah yeah and uh, and of course the players don't like to admit that they think like that but probably do so you know they'll have been aware of the Liverpool score as it was going on and it's um it will have been a bit disappointing having seen Palace take in the lead to to uh, to see that Liverpool won. But the gap is four points, and they can now put the pressure on Liverpool by playing first. Yeah, and I know you uh, mentioned a stat before, Ty. It's twenty-three goals. I think now City have scored since they last conceded. I know we do have maybe those sort of cricket <coughs> scores in there, and that against Burton against Rotherham mm. and stuff but that's that's a stat that you can't dispute despite who you're playing against is it and I guess maybe there's credit as well there not just offensively for City but defensively as well in that whole sort of shape and being able to subdue sides yeah I mean it's a, it's an amazing run it'd be interesting to know where it sort of ranks in, in recent history in terms of teams who've have scored that many goals without response it's Roberto Firmino was the last place to score against City and like we say since then it's 23 unanswered and you wouldn't be surprised over the next couple of games at least maybe the next three games that that continues to to rack up they have been good defensively first half was was comfortable yesterday Huddersfield had a couple of late chances it was and they got a bit slack towards the end and the last chance Guardiola said post-match that that was due to De Bruyne playing in holding midfield which seemed a sort of a throwaway comment at the time but was perhaps a bit more a bit more to it than than initially meets the eye um so but yeah I mean they've been comfortable defensively but you would say they haven't really been tested defensively over those four games either Rotherham and Burton were never going to offer much of a threat Wolves lost a man in the first half and and Huddersfield's goal scoring record is is absolutely atrocious so (laughs) you know you're going to face more threats defensively than you will against those four teams certainly yeah I guess the next challenge is to make sure that you don't get complacent while playing against maybe opponents who aren't going to test you as much um, we've already ticked off a few cliches today I know you said games aren't won on paper if we want to have another one it's that <laughs> games balance themselves outside penalty that should have maybe been given on well definitely should have been given on Raheem Sterling was maybe cancelled out by Danilo's fortuitous strike from distance but well, I don't think so because one is a poor refereeing decision and the other is Karma. It's all karma well, in football. It, well, balancing itself out would be getting a penalty that wasn't a penalty or not giving away a penalty that they should have conceded. Well, maybe that could happen later in the season. <laughs> the karma will restore itself. Well, perhaps, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I kind of think the uh, decisions even themselves out over the course of the season is a big fat lie. Yeah. But Cliches, don't believe that. Well, you know, there has to be some sort of 
kernel of truth to these <laughs> to these myths for it to happen. But I think it's the sort of thing it's the sort of thing that's made up by people like Sir Alex yeah. Ferguson when they say you've got your ninetieth penalty in your tenth <laughs> game, and he and he'll say, "Oh, you know, these things even themselves out." It's the thing said by the winners, <laughs> Liverpool at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, I guess that's a good thing to be though the fact that City are winners. And there was some uh, we talked about Danilo's strike with Fortuitas, but I thought the other two goals, although Sterling's one was offside, <laughs> it, they well worked. I thought the third one particularly was a real nice move that maybe didn't get the credit it deserved. Yeah, I think they were they were sort of textbook City goals as well. And we, we mentioned how they hadn't played brilliantly, but like Sai says, they clicked for three minutes, produced two two traditional City moves, and before you know it, the game's out of sight. The first is the type of goal we see them score week after week after week, but still teams can't seem to do anything about it. Um, the third was, you know, good reading of the play from from Danilo, and it was the first time passing that really opened up the space for Sane. It was so such a quick, incisive attack, and it, it was, you know, good. Two real good moments of football and high quality football that just took the game away from Huddersfield and. You know, no matter how City are playing, and they were, especially first half, really sloppy in possession yesterday. Fernandinho and Gundogan were both very disappointing, but it doesn't take much for this side to click in and suddenly take the game away from you. Can we talk about that Aguero header for the third goal as well? Because I, I really like Danilo and he's like 10 out of 10 for effort, but he has absolutely <laughs> launched that. Know, that's what I love about Straight at his head. And yeah. like 99 people out of 100, that would have just flattened them. Did and Aguero's managed yeah. to like cushion it and straight to Sane. It. it was unbelievable. Yeah, that's what I love about watching City is that you get so many moments in games that aren't goals or assists. Or, I mean, that mm. one was assist, but these moments are just ridiculous control and stuff. <laughs> yeah. and another player undersells you and they somehow managed to redeem it. And- yeah, it, I mean, it was a, a wonderful edit. It was the nonchalance of um, <laughs> Sane's finish as well. It was yeah. just sort of so, yeah. just looks so, so, so calm easy. and composed. I mean, he's a joy to watch at the moment. He's been, for the last few months, I think he's been absolutely sensational. And, you know, Guardiola got asked again on Friday about comparisons between him and... Ryan Giggs which might be jumping the gun a bit at the moment but you can see why because in an era when wingers tend to play on their opposite sides and cut inside a lot and just a traditional winger he's just a traditional winger he takes man on puts crosses and boxes. you notice it yesterday his starting position when City have the ball so yeah. often is on the touchline if not off the pitch just ready to make those runs in behind the fullback and you know he's he is a bit of a throwback in that regard but he's so good to watch and so exciting to watch and you know, yeah, I think he's been absolutely fantastic for City this season in terms of team selections they made one decision that was Peculiar and Riyad Mahrez absent. Sai, what do you make of mm. his situation at City at the moment? I know he's got a real core amount of supporters behind him who believe he should be in the squad every week, but um, obviously the, the problem that City have, a good problem to have, is they've got so much attacking talent that someone's always going to have to miss out. Yeah, I mean, it's a sign that the City squad is up and running again because he's not had many of these decisions to make for a while, but I, I guess it's just kind of sign of the times we've been saying for the last few weeks that um, Sterling and Sane have made the positions their own by playing so well and that means that Mahrez is automatically on the bench but I guess you know Guardiola likes to do these things to give people a bit of a wake up call and you know Mahrez I'm sure won't be accepting that Sterling and Sane are first choice so it's up to him to to change that and, and get back in the team really and he can only do that 
in training every day and then making the most of the, the minutes that, that he gets. You'd expect him to start against Burton on Wednesday, so we'll we'll see what he can do. Yeah, it's interesting. It's almost like he's getting the Sane treatment that, he, that, that made him so good, really. So it's not necessarily a problem. And I guess maybe that City are doing so well that you've got to make problems out of things that, well, mountains out of molehills. That's another cliche for you that we can put <laughs> add to the list. But uh, as Sai said, there is the uh, Burton game this week and it's going to be interesting because City also have the Checker Trade trophy game on Tuesday. Yes. This podcast is going to get outdated so quickly by these two <laughs> games, but we don't care. Um, it's going to be interesting to see the selection for both of those games. I mean, particularly the Checker Trade trophy and how mm. that maybe influences that, that Burton game. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's an interesting one in that, in theory, the bigger game is the one against Sunderland because Correct. they're higher in the league than Burton. It's, uh, you know, it's away at a bigger ground and your two games from Wembley they're winning 9-0 in the other game it doesn't matter what yeah, happens on Wednesday your two games from Wembley and alright you're one game from Wembley theoretically against Burton but you're already at Wembley and even if he plays the under 23s they're not playing that final I, at Wembley I think I could play on Wednesday night yeah you know if he can play the under 23s at Burton but none of them with the exception maybe of Foden will be involved at Wembley whereas if the under 21s play at Sunderland they've all got the reward of potentially playing at Wembley so it is an interesting one and you know, although it's it's got it's less high profile, the Sunderland game is probably, in a way, the bigger game for them, and it's you know the entire group can play that, and the entire group know that if those under twenty ones can win two more games, they're at Wembley, and all right, they can help the first team get to Wembley, but they're not they're not going to play. And they're not so, going to get medals as well, if you. No, they're not going to get any medals. So, you know, and it, it sounds like Guardiola wants to play a lot of the younger lads like Garcia and and those at Burton, but. You know, there's an argument to say that perhaps they should play at Sunderland instead. And I mean, it still wouldn't surprise me if quite a few of the sort of fringe first teamers were involved at Burton. I know he's hinted that he wants to play a lot of kids, but he's, you know, he doesn't often make these wholesale changes and involve kids. So it'd be no surprise if, I mean, you'd expect Mares to play. Perhaps Jesus will play again. Um, De Bruyne might be involved he needs to run a games to, to get up his fitness so it'd be no surprise if it was still a, a strong-ish side that played at Burton Say, so you agree with that? Yeah 100% it's a bit uh, I don't know you get criticism for questioning any aspects of, of Pep's management because he has won so much and I have not but not um, <laughs> that's the key um, caveat there but I you know, I sympathise with him when he says that there are no real opportunities to get competitive minutes into the younger players. And, you know, he doesn't want to pick players on the base of them scoring in front of 10 people in the under 23s league, which is a bit of an over, oversimplification, but it's it's his. So I'll, I'll stick to it. Um, but I just think Sunderland is the bigger game in a bigger stadium and I think it's a shame that it doesn't look as though we're going to see the best kids play um, because that is a bigger test for them ultimately starting at nil-nil against the team that are third in League One um, rather than a game where you're starting nine-nil up to be honest. Yeah, and like you said, again, it's a team like Sunderland. It's a team who ne- they need to win a trophy themselves because they've had such a dire couple of years. They've got such a hunger and they've got all these professionals who have played at a very high level, some of them. So, as you said, it would be such a, a better learning curve, even if you go and put your best team out against Sunderland and don't win. Mm. Surely that's a better experience than if you were to play Burton and win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would, you would think so. Um, 
but you, you know you can make the argument that the first team comes first and so the first team will take the the best but I don't think I don't know if I was a player who got sent to Sunderland I'd probably be a bit disappointed because you know it shows that you're not one of the ones necessarily that Guardiola's got his eye on because he's taking the ones that he's interested in to Burton Pity Pep don't we it's a lose-lose situation for him it sounds like but, yeah um, and, and one that City tried to get out of it should be said yeah that's um, but the scheduling the, the Carabao Cup and the Czech trade have been up against each other all season so what is the uh, maybe for fans who haven't followed that story the whole way what is the uh, well just that you know Pep wanted to play the kids on Wednesday but the Czech trade game is on Tuesday and City tried to get the Czech trade game moved they put six dates forward that they could play but for various reasons the EFL said no you can see why City are frustrated you can see why the EFL you know they are two separate competitions even though they're both run by the EFL so yeah, and not sure when we'll be back on the podcast, but there's another game as well this weekend. We've got the FA Cup for City as well, and a, another opportunity for them to progress in that. But the, the game against Burnley is one that they can't take for granted, really, either. It's not, but uh, they beat, I mean, they went behind against Burnley in the third round last year at the Etihad and won fairly comfortably in the end. And it was noticeable that day that Guardiola played a pretty strong team, and I think he'll probably do the same on Saturday. You know, I think there'll be a few a core of regular starters in there. He, he does tend to take the FA Cup very seriously. And um, from past experience, Burnley probably don't as much. So I wouldn't be surprised if Burnley made more changes than City, which is only going to swing the balance more in City's favour, really. Yeah, and any listeners to the podcast might not know that you are a you're part of the fabric of Burnley aren't you have time reporting uh, slightly <laughs> slightly overselling it but yeah. just behind Sean Dash. yeah yeah just above I've heard <laughs> just below the owners but uh, yeah from your point of view as you said that Burnley they've got bigger fish to fry maybe in yeah. securing Premier League survival which I guess there's another debate altogether it's one that City don't have to worry about now mm. at all but uh, when you talk about prioritising survival over cup competitions I'm not sure that the fans would necessarily agree with that but no I'm not but the cup their cup record under Dice is is pretty woeful to say the least you don't work there anymore you can say what you want (laughs) be as damning as you wish yeah their cup record's not good under Dice and I don't think he's particularly bothered about that I think he knows that survival in the league is is more important so I, I don't think he'll see a trip to Man City in the FA Cup fourth round as a game worth spending too much time worrying about um, the bigger fixture for them is is probably United away on Tuesday night although on current form that's not much easier really but I imagine that's the one that will be taking most of Burnley's focus rather than a trip to City in the FA Cup yeah and so I guess finally the, the fact that there are maybe these I guess you could call them lesser games this week means there could be an opportunity for maybe as you said some of the fringe players to get a chance but people like Fernandinho could be rested do you think we'll see him at all this week? Um, I think we might see him at, against Burnley. I would imagine he'll be he'll have the night off for Burton. But yeah, Guardiola does take the cups pretty seriously. And as as long as Liverpool have got a four point lead, City are towing the we're in four competitions line, which <laughs> they are, um, and they'll try and win them all. They could do five um, competitions if the checker trade goes well. I'm not sure. That, yeah, yeah, not sure yeah. That counts as well, much for an open top bus. Community parade, Shield as well. So is that a hex? Is six? What six? Sex. 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 S
I feel like sex tuple. Yes. Sex tuple sounds. We're not. We're not allowed to talk about the quad and or the sex until. Try keep sex off the podcast. Yeah. Until. Do we have to give this an explicit rating now, Ashley? Don't worry. I'm. I'm sorry if that's offended any listeners, but it's nature and it's numbers. Two things which were. Yeah, the, the quad is an acceptable shortening for quadruple, but we may have to think of a, yeah. a you, different you, one yeah. for sextuple. Or just not use it because we're not Mourinho. If but. you were to win 10 nil on Wednesday, we won't have to worry about it. Yes. It's or if Sunderland it. beat City on Tuesday. Night. I mean, <laughs> yes. this podcast will be outdated so quickly, but <laughs> I hope you will both join us next week. I mean, listeners as well, if you have got any suggestions for what, if, six if, trophies... If you're still season, listening by yeah. this point... I think they turned, turned off when they heard about my woes about speech therapy as a child. Maybe. I think we might have been cut off more to the point. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we're acting as if this has been published. It's got to get through that as well. There's, there's so many stages we've got to worry about. Who knows? Ash is just shaking his head thinking, what's he got himself in for? I know. All goes to Pam when you're here, Rich. I know. Maybe I should be axed. Who knows? Yeah, I think I think that's probably for the best. To be Maybe honest. I need a Mares approach. I need to be dropped for a few weeks. Well, I've been dropped for a few weeks. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've not come back any better. But no. We shall see. Some um, people are beyond help. Oh, that's my speech therapist told me as well. <laughs> Oh, well, that's for another day. Um, Ty, Sai. Ty, Sai. Sai, Ty. What duo? Thank you very much for joining us on the Talking City podcast today. We'll be back either later in the week or next week. Who knows? We'll see when Ash can cope with having the kids around again. We shall see. <laughs> if you've got any questions, please make sure to contact any of us on social media and we'll try and get them in the next podcast. And please do subscribe and leave a review if you haven't already.